You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yep. And welcome back to Talking Nicks. The day we've been waiting for. The day that everything has been building up for. It's official. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving sign with the Knicks. We are out of the woods. Oh, wait, no. They signed with Brooklyn. That's about as bad as it gets. We have so much free agency news. Uh, People are signing everywhere except the Knicks. We do have a Reggie Bullock rumor we're holding on to, and I'm not drunk, but this ought to do it. Let's talk Knicks. Welcome back to Talking Knicks. What a day. What a day. We've uh we've paid for our sins as Knicks fans. We've been waiting for this. Zion Williamson, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant pictured in Knicks gear with Photoshop technology. None of them will ever play a down of Knicks football. We are in some tough times, fellas. We've um, off the air. We've made a couple dark jokes that I don't think I can say on a podcast because my mom tries to follow and I can't have her that worried about me. I am joined today by the BBD sleigh ride, big baby David. Dave, how you doing, man? I'm better. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> well, again, uh, Ricky Rubio signs with the Suns. We're going to talk about what what that means for Devin Booker. Um, no, we'll uh, we'll we'll get there, David. It's it's great seeing your smiling face. I I look forward to getting some dark laughs out of you because you might be the sickest one of all of us deep in your heart. Speaking of Damn dark man. in your deep hearts, Greg Poon. Greg, how you doing, man? Free agency. There's a lot going on. Nothing, nothing good, but there's a lot happening. You know what I would I would have said in the intro to said Kyrie and Kevin Durant are coming to New York. Ah, that, I like that. That's true. We'll re-record this one after. That is true. Um, yeah, the, no, this won't reach anyone by the by the time I'm done. Uh, Greg, <laughs> where's free agent signing so far? Go. I don't know. There's a lot. There's, I mean, there's some, just some people getting paid. The Rogdon, Rogdon, Rogdon getting four years, 85 is nuts. That's uh, a lot of coin. Rozier getting three years, 58 for average of nine points and 39% shooting. Is, That's your answer. It's a lot. That's but it's $100 million less than they would have had to pay Kemba. Smart. And that's that's why they did it. Why would you want that? And And if you heard that. First smart drop, Thomas J. Piccolo, the king of swing, coming live from London where he's covering the Yankees. None of that's even true. I'm I'm just I'm I'm just feeling pretty loose right now. Tom, how are you doing? Hey guys, I'm doing okay. Um I'm I'm kind of curious where everyone was when they heard the news. That's all I want to know. I'll, I'll tell you, I was I was just driving back from my folks' house in Pennsylvania. I was stuck in a ton of traffic, so I was just like, might as well check my phone, see what the news is. 
And uh, it was like moments earlier, KD had announced, or Woj had tweeted that KD was going to announce his intention to sign with Brooklyn. And uh, that was that was tough. It was tough being behind the wheel and, and getting that news. You know, I had some passengers on board, so I couldn't really let out my entire emotions. So I'm curious, what were you guys doing? I was sitting on my couch, and uh, a friend, Big Baby David, texted me the Woj tweet that said he was signing with Brooklyn, and I said, never text me again, yeah. David. You, you guys were all in that group chat, but you were apparently driving. I was driving. I was not texting and driving, but I was Twittering, so that's better. Yeah, that's, that's not illegal. Nope. That's why they limit the characters. Um, Dave, how you doing, bud? <laughs> I'm I'm good. I was uh I was watching uh NBA TV's like preview of stuff and they started talking about all the rumors and stuff and Mark Stein tweets and everything else we saw coming in and uh I got I got kind of upset. So I just went outside into my backyard and I just kind of like kicked the grass for a few minutes and mm. then then I got the Woj notification and then I sent it to the group chat. So we, we should note that Mark Stein about I was it like 30 minutes to an hour earlier tweeted that the Nets were very confident. I, I'm, that's not yeah, right. Yeah, that's but they were, yeah. yeah, they were very confident in their um, ability to sign KD and Kyrie. So, I mean, that was kind of the first nail in the coffin. But once Woj made it official, that was that was a heartbreaker. I wanted to stop being optimistic forever. I don't know. Is that a dark thought? Um, oh, that's, that's right. But I, I, I heard the news because, yeah, we had the Mark Stein tweet. That was everyone's introduction that it was like, okay, Perfect this real. is either this is pretty much done or Mark Stein's going to be a total asshole in a couple minutes. Um, then Cowherd, every, it there was a tweet progression. Cowherd right. came out with, here in the Nets got him. And it's like, all right, Cowherd, you get out of here. That's not even reporting. That's nothing. Um, and then we got, I mean, we got Broussard and then, I mean, we got the Woj nuke, um, that it was, it was real. Um, I, I, I mean, we don't really hold animosity for Nets fans. I think, um, I have no qualms rooting against Kyrie Irving at, at this point on the basketball court. I mean, I don't wish people ill will, um, he uh, he did a great job of tanking the Celtics, so I appreciate that. But um, I, I don't know if, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I've I've become a deloading guy. Um, but this unfortunately isn't about the Nets because this the whole demeanor of this podcast would be changed. I um I told my girlfriend Jess that I was going to buy six beers. Um, I I kind of sounded like the the Will Ferrell landlord skit. When the baby girl walks up and says, give me five beers. <laughs> and she she looked at me and she said, why? And I said, well, the Knicks built their team around the fact that they were going to sign premier free agencies. And she obviously heard those words and didn't care. And it didn't add up to me getting six beers. But she saw the look in my eyes that she knew that I needed acceptance on this. And she said, okay, there's three beers in the fridge. And I said, I know. <laughs> and then that was part of my calculation. So I walked, got some thoughts to myself, waved at a couple dogs along the way, 
And now I have six Avery Brewing uh, Indian Pale Ales that I plan to enjoy. And I, I mean, I don't condone drinking hard, but I, I think sometimes you got to let the lead out. And the lead is out, and it's it's sad. We um, I was full. I don't know if I can be optimistic about the Knicks ever again. Is that fair? Yes. That's definitely fair. This, uh, you know, you you'd think that something would eventually happen that was good, but it it didn't. It well, not, it doesn't seem to be going that way. And I'm down to to commiserate with you guys. I, I think I've been one of the more pessimistic ones of the group throughout this whole process. Um, but I know there are some Knicks fans out there who are actually very happy that the the Knicks aren't, you know. S- using a four-year guaranteed contract to a guy in his 30s who's coming off a ruptured Achilles tendon. Like, there are, there are plenty of Knicks fans out there who think uh, that would have not been a good idea, and instead they should be building, you know, more slowly. They go, go in the process route and, and building through the draft and developing players. So, there, like, this does suck because – I think the Knicks have been so bad for so long, and this past season in particular was just very dark. Being the worst team in the league was it was a tough watch. It was bad basketball, and we're we're sick of watching bad basketball. You know, we we do watch. I mean, I think I watched eighty of the eighty-two games this past year in their in full, and you want to feel like you're not wasting your time and watching really bad basketball. But I think we are going to be in for another year of that. And if there's a silver lining to it is that they're going to get another top draft pick. Maybe that will be a nice trade piece for a disgruntled superstar as well. And this whole season, we're going to have to be just watching for development. That's the key. There are a lot of young, interesting guys here. There's there's Frank Nielakina is still on the team against all odds. Um, whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'll, I'll let you decide. Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, and then RJ Barrett. Alonzo Trier, you want to put him in that group. Like, there's there's still some interesting pieces here. So I, we can't go, like, all full woe is me. But um, but maybe we can. Yeah, I mean, we had a star on our team in Chris Porzingis, and we traded him. You say, you know, there's no way you trade Chris Porzingis unless you you know for a fact that you're getting some big free agent signings. And then we didn't. And then, but we still traded him. I I remember saying verbatim that we can't decide the Chris Depp's trade until free agency happens. Free agency is happening before our eyes. And our best lead right now is if we can overpay Reggie Bullock to come play for the Knicks. Who plays the same position as RJ Barrett. Yeah. Dave, he's also he's also not going to come. He's going to stay at Lakers. <laughs> Maybe. What? I, uh, I just can't. I just can't help but feel like. Um, I mean, nothing good will ever happen for the next moving forward. <laughs> I can't help but feel like our our previous deal with the devil expired when we didn't fall to four or five in the lottery, and now we didn't do that, so we got R.J. Barrett but that just renewed our deal with the devil. So we get to, we get to start that over again. Dave, not a bad spin because if we didn't have RJ Barrett right now, yeah, if we're sitting here I, with DeAndre Hunter, I don't, I don't think I'd be talking into a microphone. Um, 
and that's that's just that's full disclosure. Um, you think Boyan Bogdanovich knows what living in Salt Lake City's like? Anyways, he <laughs> signs four years, eighty five. Good for him. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot of money, but he gets buckets. Um, and score. Okay. What? Well, Greg, Greg brought up a good point about the Porzingis trade. I feel like we can go down that route at this Let's point, and, and then maybe after that we could talk about who may still potentially sign with New York because the Knicks still have a ton of cap space, and they literally have to spend up to ninety percent, right? Of of their. I think they still have to spend like sixty million to reach the floor, right? Exactly, some, some yeah. like ridiculously high number. So right. no matter what, they're going to come away with free agents at some point this summer, um, likely sooner than later. So we can get to that a little later, but um, I, I do want to hear everyone's thoughts on the Porzingis trade. Like looking back on it, Jake, you said you couldn't evaluate it until free agency and it's kind of passed us by. So are you saying that's just an abject failure at this point? We got rid of a guy that looks like the future of basketball for the big man position. Um, he's got a really good shot. He protects the rim at an elite level. Uh, he, he clearly had his flaws and, uh, and some of the off the court, the, some of the off the court, the stuff got a little out of control um, with his brother and, and everything that was going on. I, um, the only way that I could lay it out, I guess would be, I mean, would we rather be sitting here saying, Hey, we have RJ Barrett, Kevin Knox, um, Chris Stapps Porzingis. We still have a little Tim Hardaway Jr. coming up because he's got what one in an option, which he's totally going to pick up because he's bad. <laughs> um, would we rather be sitting here with that, Mitchell Robinson, or would we rather be here with Tim Hardaway off the books? Dennis Smith Jr. and those upcoming picks. I mean, I think the answer is Chris Stapps Porzingis, right? Right. We'd, we'd yeah, rather still have him. I mean, especially because right now, all, all these free agents are signing with places that aren't the Knicks. So the Knicks very well may be in a position to be taking on bad contracts. And we just gave up Chris Stapps Porzingis in order to get rid of two bad contracts, which, you know, We'll take those back from you, Dallas. Just give us Porzingis back. So I guess Porzingis, in my eyes, first of all, we're talking about a guy who, by all accounts, didn't want to be with the team anymore. Like it sounded like it was almost an unsalvageable relationship. Um, would he have taken the qualifying offer to become an unrestricted free agent the year after? I I can't imagine. But even without doing that, there are still ways to get off the team, right? Like to, to force a trade. And I feel like, I mean, didn't, didn't we hear reports that he was threatening to play in Europe for a year or like, I, I don't know. It, it seemed like. I think he was, he was starting to play in Europe in a week. <laughs> I, I'm saying like he was going to go jo join Miritich over there, but um, there's that. And then there's also the character things where the, there's this, this accusation of sexual assault. And then the, there was the, the last video that came out about him. He was like pushing that woman at a club after getting into a fight. Like there, there's some legitimate character concerns with this guy. There's also some serious on court health issues, like long-term. 
he's he's far from a sure thing health wise. He he's a serious injury risk. So when you add in the, the character issues, the fact he didn't want to be in New York and could have forced his way out anyway, and and the the injury risk, like I can see why the Knicks made that trade, even d- despite the the striking out in free agency part. Yeah, I mean they obviously Porzingis is as talented as any Nick ever and you don't like giving up on that and then not replacing them with anything substantial. They saw every chance that, you know, he stays unhealthy in Dallas or it just doesn't work there for other reasons. And these picks are you know, a few years down the line. You don't know what they're going to end up being. They could still end up lottery picks, um, which isn't necessarily a consolation, but it, it could, it could work out. Um, and yeah, he, he what are the odds he would have stayed healthy with us just given how every other Nick situation ever has gone? And then going back to what I was saying, where, where we're in position to be taking on bad contracts, what if, what if we just traded Porzingis by himself? How much more value would we have gotten? You know? Because, you know, trading away THJ and Courtney Lee and those deals is taking mm-hmm. – You and would have to attach pick. Yeah, we still got two picks and Dennis Smith Jr. But, you know, you'd probably get more. In theory. In theory. We'll never Maybe know. we will get that value this summer when we take back bad contracts. And, and, if and that's I guess what we that's, do. I, I guess something kind of around that topic that makes me curious is the Knicks, the NBA has a lot of agent involvement and behind the scenes handshakes and head nods and that kind of thing. I mean, if I think the Knicks could have put in more effort to making the Porzingis relationship better if they didn't think that they were, go- they thought they were going to get Kevin Durant. Let's, I, I mean, there's no need to dance around it. This, this was the plan. This was known <laughs> um, uh, up until, I mean, what was it? That Tuesday night NBA finals game. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, the, the trade still has time to play out. And as, as Dave, Dave mentioned there, I mean, what what do those picks turn into? I mean, if, if it's the, you know, what if, if Dallas can have a bad year one year and that turns into the, what, the the 11th pick in the lottery? Where did the Pelicans jump from to get Zion? Or where the Lakers went, what, 11 to 4? I think 12 to 4, right? So, I mean, you're right. I mean, there there is still more to figure out, but let's not lie to ourselves and say that the entire, part of the intention of this trade was to sign Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I mean, that, that seems clear as day. No. Well, I I think so, but wasn't it possible that they could have kept Porzingis and still signed two max free agents like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So like, I, I think there was some talk of like signing two max free agents and then making a trade for a guy like Anthony Davis. Right. Um, but in this case, they, instead of Anthony Davis, you would have just kept Porzingis. Yeah, just kept Porzingis. Yeah. Um, you would have, but then they would have had to try to figure out a way to get rid of THJ and Lee. Right, we would have been moving. You're looking at yeah. we wouldn't given up all our picks forever. Yeah, you'd give which up, which is fine because you get those guys. Probably you would get those dudes. You'd give up all your picks forever. You'd give up Knox and you'd give up Robinson and you'd give up everything that even resembles an asset. But like it was feasible for them to keep Porzingis and still sign two max free agents. Right. Um, and that, 
sorry to cut you off, Tom. I, I just think we're we're in in my head, if if I have that team, I think then you'd be looking at the New York Knicks roster and you'd be saying, I think the clear need on that Knicks team, not that it'd be special or dynamic, but you'd have some serious young talent and we'll just for lack of going Looney Tunes, we'll say Barrett, all the Barrett stuff still played out and we had RJ Barrett. The glaring hole in the Knicks would be point guard. And I mean, there are free agent point guards. Kemba Walker signed with the Celtics. And not I'm, I'm not going to do a Knicks-Celtics thing. And, you know, Brad Steve, I love Kemba Walker. He is one of my all-time favorite athletes, and that will never change. Um, but what if the Knicks had, had a roster that was, I mean, something along the lines of R.J. Barrett, Knox, Porzingis, Mitchell Robinson, Damian Dotson, like – there's some basketball players there that I don't know if I was Kemba Walker or D'Angelo Russell, maybe even Kyrie, that that's a very appealing situation to me. And I, I just think, and, and maybe it is short-sighted and maybe things play out better over time, but I, I, I think that's a position you'd want to be in. I mean, look, the, the benefit of having Porzingis is he just more closely aligns with the timetable of your other young stars. I mean, he's much closer in age to Barrett than – than KD was, even if he were playing this next season. So, I mean, no, Porzingis, obviously, from a fit perspective, he's a stretch five who protects the rim, who can get to the free throw line. Like, he does things. He can't pass. So he has major deficiencies in his game, but he is young. It, it's a bummer that they couldn't work it out with him. But I, I think the Knicks just made a decision that he wasn't their guy. Like, he was a huge pain in the ass. He was a diva. His his was it his cousin, his brother. It was, his brother was just, like – too much for them to handle, um, and he just wasn't a good fit culturally. So I don't know. I think that Porzingis could prove to be kind of maybe a little overhyped when once, I mean, and maybe that's just my Knicks fan that Jake talks about. But I don't know. I, I'm not ready to like rue the day we traded Porzingis quite yet until he proves it in Dallas because uh, he needs to be able to stay healthy on the court and and prove he's not just a total. Um, just like locker room cancer. But go on, what do you say, Greg? One other thing is Kyrie Irving picked the Nets. I'm not. I'm, I I think Durant's following him there. Wouldn't you guys all guess that? Because we we didn't hear anything about Durant going to the Nets until Kyrie Irving was going to the Nets. So this is really Ky, Kyrie Irving making this decision. And if Kyrie Irving ultimately didn't want to go to the Knicks, even if Durant was healthy, then maybe they still both go to the Nets anyway. And, and then we're here. It's just so weird. Like, all we heard about is how KD wanted to make this decision on his own, but it is really clear that like Kyrie made this decision first, right? And because he's injured, he kind of had to give in. Like nobody's thinking of this as KD made this decision. Everyone's gonna still call him a baby back bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, and yeah, that is really interesting. And I. I, I have a, a friend, Tim, not to brag. I have a friend, Tim. Um, he's I, a big Nets fan, goes to a lot of the games. Tim McGovern, not not Kevin McGovern. Uh, Tom, I think you met him briefly at I met him. Jim's, Jim's Bachelor Barbecue. Anyways, um, I mean, he's not happy with the move because, I mean, this is kind of the opposite of what the Nets have done. The Nets made every move as an organization to become a good organization and make the right moves to put themselves in position for this. But 
I mean, Kyrie Irving's reputation around the league right now. I mean, you're, uh, I, I think the lamest expression I've ever used on, on Twitter was letting the Fox in the chicken coop. Um, and I mean that hopefully that's the last time I ever use it, but we, we have Kyrie Irving who's had some significant injuries and is an undersized guard. Kevin Durant is going to be out this whole season. And then coming back from that next season, the nets have taken on a decent amount of risk, a risk we would have loved to take on. But at the same time, I mean, it, it it's, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not perfect. And what the hell do we do, Dave? What do we do? I think uh, <laughs> I think we cry. No, not anymore. Uh, no, Jake. Fast. I think that like the Nets had to make a big splashy move in free agency just because they're not an extremely relevant team in New York. Like you go to their games and there's not a whole lot of energy in Barclays, not a lot of fan turnout. Um, Last I think in attendance. It, it makes sense. Like, and you're right. Like they've built all the this like cultural you know, cachet around them. And, and Sean Marks is supposed to be this genius, but like at the end of the day, they, they really do have mostly role players and, and sure. D'Angelo Russell broke out a bit this year, but I, I'm still dubious as to whether that's all real. And I, I mean, that kind of may lead us into our next thing of who can still come to New York. But frankly, if I had my choice between Kyrie or D'Angelo, or I mean, your choice here is Kyrie and KD or D'Angelo. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a no-brainer because the Nets really are keeping most of their core in place, um, and 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 they're going to have to trade D'Angelo or either do a sign and trade or just let him walk in free agency. So I don't know, guys. What, what what's next? Do we want to? Should we talk about the Nets a little bit more? I, I'm trying to figure out where the DeAndre Jordan money is coming from. It doesn't make any sense. He's not going to command a lot, though, right? But like, he is like he's I said, more than the minimum. I have well, no guess for what his contract would be. I feel like just looking at their roster, I feel like they might have to trade like Dinwiddie. Because he's the only person on the team that makes any money. But well, I yeah, have no I mean, idea. I don't yeah. I, I, I've never had anyone understood their like salary cap situation. Their their transactions don't seem done. And I mean there's rumors about the Celtics moving around money to try to get Horford to come back. So I mean it, it's kind of the tip of the iceberg and it kind of goes into the weird NBA area where like the NBA contracts and CBA and all that stuff is kind of nuts. <laughs> you don't you don't really do a lot of this with a lot of the other sports. I I guess it makes it fun a little bit, but um I, I, I think what Tom alluded to a little bit is we we have wandered a little bit away from the Knicks. Um, we can't undo the Porzingis trade. It's done. It, it has brought us here. I, wanna, I do want to make one last point about the Nets, though, before we jump off. Please. On on Twitter, on NBA Twitter, you just see a lot of, like, LOL Knicks jokes, like how incompetent the Knicks are. And I know a lot of Knicks fans get defensive about it. Whereas, like, there are Nets fan accounts. I think I'm not going to shout out anyone in particular – but there are some Nets fans and Nets accounts that just like really hype up like how good of a culture the Nets have had and like what they've built. Whereas, you know, they haven't been extremely successful. They've just, you know, they took a pretty tough situation when they traded all their assets to the Celtics and they've, and they've turned the franchise around fairly quickly. But this is kind of a worst case scenario because it, it kind of, gives their arguments like Nets fans arguments credence where it's like the Nets do have this great culture that 
earned them these free agent signings. And the Knicks kind of are are cursed because of their owner James Dolan, and they like they will never be able to sign a good free agent until like he's gone, right? That's kind of been the the pervading rumor. So I don't know what what do you guys think about that? Is that is, is there any legitimacy to that whole like the the Knicks aren't respected by free agents around the league, and that's why this is happening? Seemingly, I think the Dolan thing's real. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's worth me going on a, a rant to, to like bring the noise and try to get clicks or anything like that. But, um, I, I think at, at this point, I, I think we'd be kidding ourselves if, if it wasn't real. I, I think James Dolan is kind of widely known as the worst owner in the NBA. Who does, does any other names even come to mind for that? Like whoever the Kings guy is, but I mean, they're also getting better. Knows. Yeah, I mean they they've kind of got some fun stuff going on. At least Vlade Vlade is involved, and are they still owned by those brothers? That used to be a funny thing for a while in the in the two thousands, like twin brothers that own the Sacramento. <laughs> Get those weirdos out of here. Um, I I don't know. I I guess I guess my point. What I was trying to say just got proved when I said, name me a worse owner than James Dolan, and it went silent. Yeah, I got nothing for you. I can't, can't guarantee anything. I don't like to know any other owner names. Whoever's running the Suns. Sarver? Uh, yeah. yeah. Good answer. There. I, guess, I guess people don't like the Bulls owner anymore, Reinsdorf, right? Um, I mean, it's a the fact. Wizards, the Wizards have a bad owner, too, but... I forget his name, Wes Grossback or something. I don't know. Um, sorry. Um, I don't know. I was just I was just thinking how there's all the these this back and forth on on NBA Twitter about the the Nets sort of being like this beloved me, the media darling where they've like wooed all these reporters into thinking they've done all this great stuff where in reality they really hadn't. But maybe there is something to this kind of methodical rebuild and focusing on something as wishy washy as culture. And maybe the Knicks can kind of learn from that a little bit, right? And just like build slowly, develop internally, and really focus on high character guys. And eventually, free agents will look at that. And as long as you are smart about your allocation of salary, then you could hit a big in free agency when the time and when the timing works out. So, I guess that's a little silver lining if the Knicks do not go ahead and sign guys to long like long term bad deals then that's, you know, that's a good sign, right? That's a step in the right direction. Yeah. How long does the process take, though, Tom? How long are we thinking? It didn't take the Nets that long, but it, it totally depends on, like, guys' development. Like, D'Angelo Russell became an all-star in that year, and, um, you know, Karis LeVert was having an all-star caliber season before he went down. It's and- funny because D'Angelo Russell seemingly is, like, the key to, to how well the Nets were last year, and now he's just gone. And that's why he's getting replaced and, by these other guys. And I think that's when we're talking about dynamics and stuff. And, I mean, I, I've heard a lot of people comparing it to inviting a fox in the chicken coop. It's um, – I, I don't know. I mean, look at, look at the last two places that Kyrie Irving has been now. I know Cleveland's unfair, 
the Boston was widely regarded last year as like the team of the future. And now, I mean, luckily, uh, I shouldn't say luckily. I mean, they did have an organization in place and some talent to sign Kemba Walker. But um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think there could, there very easily could be a world where in a couple years, Nets fans are saying, damn, we should have just rode out the path. Um, yet, I mean, if, if they even make an NBA Finals, especially from where they were a few years ago, I think that's a win, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, so... I mean, for, like, for the, for the Knicks, I was trying to think of, like, like how long this could take, because you got to bank on RJ being essentially our, our D-Lo and being, like, our main piece developing... You got Kevin Knox has to show he can be an actual contributor in the NBA, which he showed flashes of. I, I it, there's certainly no reason to believe in him less now than a year ago. Um, Mitchell Robinson has to keep being this. You got to trick some vet into coming in and doing something. Uh, anything. It's gonna be a while. It feels guess- like. That's, it feels like a two years away from being two years away situation, which is kind of what we've always. Which is which brings bad. me to my free agent target, Bruno Caboclo. <laughs> yes, I think that's available. Things that's who we need. Single and looking to mingle. Yeah, um, and guys, take, I want to I want to make one point, just like doing the parallel about the Nets one more time, because I know we said like D'Angelo is kind of the key to the Nets' success, but there really was some serious balance there and they were well coached and they defended well. Like Spencer Dinwiddie averaged 17 points a game. He was pretty efficient. I mean, he was a good player. He was a finisher. Like Joe Harris was one of the best three point shooters in the NBA. He shot 47%. On he was the feet. best. Yeah. I, I think he may, yeah, he may have been the best. Karis Levert, like I said, when he played about half of the half the games this season, he was their best player when he played in the first half of the season. And then, like, Damari Carroll, Jarrett Allen, like, these are strong role players. Uh, Allen Crabb was one of their highest-paid guys. He was probably their seventh best, seventh most important player. So, like, they had shooters. They had rim protectors. Like, the, they were more than just D'Angelo Russell. And I guess that's what I'm saying that the Knicks can do is they don't need to be, like, flashy stars. They just need very capable players who are good in their role and to just be high-character guys, be well-coached and to, to build up this reputation over years so that when situations like this arise again, that they will be in a position to actually have something to sell to free agents. Because this year, as was our biggest fear, other than cap space, there was not a lot to sell in New York. It's the, it's the media market, like the exposure, the star power, and it's we can pay you money. But, there, but bas- on the basketball court, the Knicks hadn't shown a lot over the years that they can point to and be like, look, this is our – identity on the court like this is how we can this is our path to uh you know eastern conference finals or anything like that so yeah it's with, with that I, I think we can talk about like what the uh you know the backup plans are here yeah and tom i i mean not to dive further into that but david fisdale he was hired because he's supposedly a player's coach that's well liked in the league um Kenny Atkinson looks like a used car salesman, but I think he could coach some basketball. Um, and and I don't know. I mean, now now think about what David Fisdale David Fisdale took over the Knicks, thinking he was getting these guys because he's a well liked NBA dude. 
Um, he's going to have to show a lot this year. How many times did we let Fizdale off the hook this year? Because we said these guys suck. Um, so David Fizdale, man, I, I don't even know if he signed up for this. But speaking of signing up, Reggie Bullock, your New York Knicks. Um, we, uh, we, we've been watching the free agent ticker Tobias Harris re-signs with Philadelphia five years, 180. Holy Toledo. They kept my God also. Dinner on Tobias. Um, good for him. Guys. Um, big Knicks thing. Ramona Shelburne said Dolan was not willing to give Duran a max. So you're joking that Woj just retweeted it. He wasn't. He was not willing to give Duran a max. Yeah, that is that is breaking. It says the Knicks and owner Jim Dolan were not prepared to offer Kevin Durant a full max contract due to concerns over his recovery from the Achilles injury. League sources tell me and Woj. Knicks officials are in L.A. tonight meeting with free agents such as Julius Randle. What, no mention of Reggie Bullock? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Well, and, and Jake, like I mentioned earlier on the pod, there are there are Knicks fans out there, and I know I read a, a whole blog about it on Posting and Toasting. Um, from from this, His name is Schwinnie Poo on, on Twitter. He wrote about why the Knicks should not be willing to offer KD a full max contract. He wrote about it last week. So I'm just saying there there is a school of thought out there that thinks this is the smart, prudent thing to do and not to just offer a guy coming off an Achilles this this full max. Um, at this point, like we don't know. We, we know nothing about Kevin Durant's medical records or anything like that. So it, it's impossible for us to speculate. But – just based on what Durant has been his whole career, it seems like he's kind of an outlier talent and skills wise. And that the Achilles injury, you know, even if it does ex- ex- extraordinarily hamper him athletically, he's still big and skilled and competitive and, and can shoot. So like that he'd be able to uh, overcome that. But we don't know that for sure. Um, the fact that the Knicks weren't willing to offer Katie a full max. I don't know, man. I don't know what to think about that. I, uh, I know voice just cracked. Um, glad we just talked about Dolan and I, I think he put his stamp of approval on what I said. Um, they're meeting with Julius Randall, a, a gentleman that we've talked about a little bit. I, I mean, what it comes out, we wake up tomorrow morning, the Knicks signed Julius Randall to, uh, Greg, I, I don't know if, if you or Dave or, or Tom, if you guys know what kind of contract he's eligible for. Um, but the Knicks signed Julius Randle to some pretty good money. It's probably not a max. Julius Randle doesn't seem like he's getting a max anywhere, but he, he's going to get good money if Tobias mm-hmm. Harris can get five for 180. We wake up tomorrow morning. Julius Randle is signed by the Knicks. What are our thoughts? I mean... What what are the other options at this point? There's the the free agency class next year is horrible. It it was Anthony Davis, and, but Anthony Davis is probably just gonna stay on the Lakers, and then yeah. there's no other stars being eligible unless someone decides a one and one, and they're gonna DeMar be free agent again next year. Theoretically, have so yeah, we'll sign to Rose next off season. 
and and that's pretty sure the next free agent class isn't supposed to be good either. So that's no good. Yeah. So we're just we're. I mean, take what you can get. I guess. I guess you have to field an actual basketball team. Even if you have a Julius Randle ball out for you, just like the Nets used Russell to ball out for them, and then you replace him down the line with an actual, a better mm-hmm. player. I don't know. Just make so, it look like you're capable of doing something. In theory, as long as it's not like a gross overpay, like as long as, long as we're not like approaching a max, I think I'm I'm <clears> happy with it. And in theory, eventually somebody might even want him, and you can g- collect other assets for that if some team wants that if i don't know what the contract would be so it's hard to really talk about it but and that's the main thing is like how many years are you giving them are you giving them because you could offer him a full max for one or two years and like but like is he gonna take that he kind of just did that in in new orleans right so he took a two-year 17 million dollar contract he took he took a two-year with the option and he could opt out and get paid that's but that's not much money at all for him. Yeah, if yeah. We're going for, for NBA. Yeah. I mean, the, the Knicks will not be good next season, and based on the free agency market, they likely won't be good the following season either, unless they can get a dis- unless like Giannis gets upset and forces a trade or something. Um, well, let's start that rumor. Yeah, let's get that out there. I'm just saying, like, if they were to offer Julius Randle a two-year, like, max contract, I don't know how much he's, based on how long he's been in the league, but he's probably able to make up to, like, probably close to 30, right? Like, I mean, maybe, like, 20. Yeah, I I don't don't think he's getting that anyway. But, uh, yeah, I think so. If you want to overpay him first. Theoretically, the the Knicks could offer him two years at the full max, and, like, there's not that much of a – there's not that much of a downside – because they're not going to be that good anyway, and they have to use it. They have. Well, to I mean, that's we should just be using that space to take on bad players or bad contracts, though. Okay, I, I, I like. We still have we still like have the other max slot though that we cleared out. So let's just do. I mean, you could get. I, I want to do the trading yeah. thing. So. Yeah, we we'll, can we'll get Randall for I don't know. I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. Twenty million dollars a year. That's a number I was going to throw. Jabari out. Parker signed a two-year. T- $40 million contract last year with the team option on the second year. Maybe get something like that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I think, I think Julius Randall had a lot better year than Jabari did before he got signed. Yeah. But it, um, Jabari had all that hype still. Yeah. And I, yeah. Um, Julius Randall had like a 45 point night last year. Huh. Look at that. It was, a, it was against Dennis Cantor, but. A, he's a less yeah. less athletic Zion. We got our Zion finally. Uh, I'm pretending hot. we have him. Like he's gonna sign with the Knicks. Yeah, when Randall? do I stop? Slap a number one on him and call it a day. Julius <laughs> Randall. <laughs> Julius Randall averaged twenty one point four, eight point seven, and three point one last year. That's pretty. That's yeah. pretty good. I, think, I think he had like a, a really good year. Yeah. It's just, Nobody cared. Julius, hear us out on this. We're going to put Williamson on the back of your jersey. Huh? <laughs> you're a Nick. Uh, I don't know. Tom, you're you're our voice of reason here. I mean, is there any world where you like Zion Williamson? I guess two years, good money, you're okay with it? I'm sure not Julius Randall. Excuse, Julius you're, Randall. you're calling him Zion Williamson. <laughs> Well, now I'm ready. I mean, Cantor got in my head like he does with all his opponents. That's how they get all those buckets against him. No, what? I mean, I would rather do what Greg said and take on bad contracts for, for draft 
assets. Um, I, I read somewhere that the Knicks weren't looking to do that, that they actually want to field a – Right, why would they? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, quick, the thing about it was they said they don't want to trade for other teams' shit contracts to get uh, like draft capital or other young talent back, but they don't want to overpay other – Guys, give it, give like the Chris. And they don't want to max Durant. What do they want to do? So, yeah. So what? What? What did? What choices? Those are the two options. I thought. Uh, so, so what? Or what? What was the plan? Ever? What's the plan right now? <laughs> there was never a plan. Like they thought. They thought all the time they're gonna get Durant for less than a max. They thought no one else was gonna give him a max. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, Damari Carroll just went to the Spurs. If you should <laughs> like that for the Spurs, yeah. I, like I mean, that honestly, any okay player signs with the Spurs, and you're like, wow, that's a good pickup. Like Damari Demar- Carroll signs with any other team, you're like, I don't, I don't care. Damari Carroll might lead the league in three point percentage next year. <laughs> like that's that's where my brain jumped. You don't hear that with the Knicks. It's funny because um, like with with Frank, we're like, I hope we don't trade him to the Spurs because that'll be good. Yeah. You can trade him to any other team and you're going to be like, yeah, sucks that they got Frank instead of us. Your problem now. I kind of – I don't know. I, I don't know, guys. Like The thing is, like the Knicks don't seem to want to have another 17-win season. I don't know that they really have a choice. I don't think the signing Randall is even going to move the needle that much. In, like, in is, that is there a chance that they, like, get anyone and are good enough – for us to like ever root for a win this year and not be just hitting tankathon, I think it's I think it's D'Angelo Russell and yeah, D'Lo and Randall. I guess and that's the Randall to try to root for an eight seed and call it. A and day. I mean, what would what would be the sell there? It'd be like come to the Knicks and it's your guys' team, even though you don't fully deserve it. Uh, and knock your guys. We'll pay you more than you're worth. <sighs> But D-Lo's, definitely, we're gonna get both of those. I don't guys think we're gonna get either money. of them. Yeah, they said D'Lo's plan A is the Timberwolves. The, the Timberwolves think that they can create their the cap space. Why don't you think Randall can, will come? I Why would like, anyone come? <laughs> oh my god! I've been I, talking I about it. Just pay him more than he's worth. would come. So. But the Knicks I, reach the salary floor, we'll need to pay someone more than they're worth. Like if we only oh get, if we only get Julius Randle, what has that done? Made us a better, worse team. Yeah, yeah. only Julius Randle would fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just, oh, I just, I just oh, what's you the should- plan? You just need to make it look like you have a team on the a, a, a team that's capable of doing something like the Nets did, just getting the eight seed, and you know, build the a theory, cult, If you a compare pair Randall with some vets who aren't really that bad, but are making more than the teams want to pay them, they want to do other stuff. I mean, they really just and need they're to competing for an eight seed, and they hopefully they take- miss the playoffs but get lucky in the lottery because there's new odds so that's fun yeah we should be we should miss the playoffs by one game every year but get the first pick every year 
I don't think the Knicks need to worry about missing the playoffs this upcoming season. I think <laughs> that'll take care of itself. I think they're just fine in that regard. I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at uh, trends on Twitter right now, and usually the trends are like pretty fact based. Like I'm looking at Kyrie Irving nearing deal with Brooklyn Nets, ESPN reports, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving expected to sign with Brooklyn Nets. And then for Knicks, it says Knicks fans are the butt of every joke after a tough free agency. It's kind of rude. <laughs> A headline. It's honest. It's the, honest. The, the uh, every joke. The Knicks could like get some serious capital, draft capital. They took back bad contracts because, like, we're saying we're talking. This is going to be a few years. We could be taking on contracts with two years left on them. They said they don't want to do that. I know, Greg. but like, let's, but they should. They should. Like, what is the? Only because that's how Brooklyn got really good and where they are today. It's exactly like, what they did. <laughs> like Jeff Teague has $19 million left on his contract, and the Timberwolves want D'Angelo Russell, and D'Angelo Russell wants to go to the Timberwolves. So Jeff Teague has to go somewhere, or Wiggins has to go somewhere. We shouldn't get Wiggins, but like, give us anything either, at all. Give us Kata Bates, Diop, and Jeff Teague for nothing. Either Deal. would be the best player on our team. Yeah. I don't know. Bates Someone say the nicest thing that happened to you this weekend around the horn. What was, what was your happiest moment this weekend? I thought. And that was talking next. Bump, 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 bump. I don't know. Tom, any closing thoughts, man? I mean, it just it's buckled down for a long rebuild like we have been the past 20 years. Chris, I wonder if the Knicks actually, if they were, if they had offered KD the max, like if KD signed with the Knicks, obviously he's not playing this upcoming season, but is that like a signal to other free agents, to other players that maybe this team has its shit together and like maybe it's worth exploring the Knicks as a franchise to sign with? Like does, does, Whatever happened, either the Knicks didn't offer KD the full max or KD just had no interest in actually playing for them, does that really hurt their perception? Because it feels like it does. Like, If KD actually went to the Knicks, would that have just helped them get other free agents? You have to think yes, right? It got – I mean, Kyrie's okay with it. Kyrie's fine with balling for a year without him. So that's what you think Like with your next signing. So like, does Julius Randle – have anything resembling that impact or even like a positive impact to other free agents. Like they see Julius Randall sign like, Oh, the Knicks are starting something. I want to get on that train. I want to go be a part of that franchise. I don't think so. And I remember this time last week, I talked about who the Knicks would be even like feasibly able to get on these short term high money deals. And I was throwing out guys like Thad Young and I think that's where it's going, guys. I think it like I was kind of doing a doomsday scenario on last week's pod, and it it really does kind of feel that way. It's doomsday. Tom, I'm, I'm I've got one more for you. Okay. And I, I think I might have said this. I'm I'm getting emotional. The Knicks somehow get D'Lo and Julius Randle. Should Knicks fans a, just be happy about that because we're the Knicks and we've got anything. B, should be happy because it's kind of a good basketball move. Or C, 
not be happy because it's kind of a desperation basketball move and it's never going to really, I mean, it pushes them to what a fringe playoff team, maybe it, it, yeah, it does exactly that. It does push them to like that eight, nine, 10 spot. Um, I guess what I'd be, I, I think it is a good move. Like Knicks fans should be happy if they actually are able to acquire those two players compared to what the alternative is at this point, right? Like coming into free agency, that would not have made Knicks fans happy. But based on what's happened this evening, like that that becomes a best case scenario. And I'm, I'm saying that even kind of regardless of how many years you give D'Angelo Russell. I mean, D'Angelo Russell flat out is going to need all the years. Like if you want to get him, teams are going to be willing to pay him four years. So like if the Knicks get D'Angelo, it's for the next four years. And that's a long time. And if they get Julius Randle, I'm not sure that it, ha- it doesn't have to be for four years, but maybe three. That's tough. Like coming into free agency, I would have considered that a loss. But at this point, I, I think going forward that that would actually be a win. <laughs> I can't. I can't help. But, like I feel like I agree with everything you just said, Tom. But like, also, what was the whole problem with everything that happened in the 2000s? Besides everything, was they you know committed too much money in too many years to players who were not quite good enough it was half measure after half measure that got us into you know this this turmoil since the turn of the century so i can't i I can't help but have have a little bit of the feeling that it would be kind of the same thing where we're just not doing anything that's going to get us all the way there so you're completely right about that it's just the the thing is, if you're going to go the full rebuild route, then you are entirely banking on your drafting ability, right. and your player development ability, because the only way you're going to get, and this is what was kind of just proven to us, the only way you're going to get a good free agent to come to you is if you have something resembling a good basketball team already, or even like the making yeah. framework, the structure of a good basketball team. You can't be trotting out the worst team in the NBA and then going to free agents and being like, yeah, but look at all this money and look, it's New York City and all the bright lights. That doesn't really work. Yeah, that doesn't work either. Top tier free agents. So if we're going to do what, what you're saying, like the full slow rebuild, then you have to really trust your drafting and your player development. And I don't know that I'm there yet. Right. Why would you be? Why, uh, why would you be? <laughs> I mean, Mitchell Robinson, maybe, uh, is a... We signed Julius Randle. Three years, $63 million. So that's yeah, 21 one, I got a question for you about Wait, the is that real, Dave? Yeah, yeah, well, it just tweeted. So who? The Knicks just three signed years, Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Three years what? 63. So 21, 21 a year. That's, that's, what we, that's the figure we were throwing out there, three years. That's um, fine. Is I, I'm wondering if there's a player option, if there's a team option, if it's all. Uh, uh, it all doesn't. Here. He hasn't said yet, but I guess it'll, maybe it'll, it'll be an update poster if it's just a straight three years. I, I mean, that's twenty-one million dollars is a lot, but you have to. It's not. It. It's not the worst thing. But yeah, we have fifty-nine or forty-nine million dollars left. I guess coming into free agency, if you would have told me about this, I would have been very disheartened. So I think I'll continue to be that. But get me fair. D'Angelo Russell th- right now, 
right now. Your Brooklyn Nets, the crosstown team, just passed on you in your face for Kyrie Irving, who's someone whose stats aren't that far away from you, especially as a guy who just turned 23. Get me D'Angelo Russell tomorrow. On, on the full max, Jake, obviously, right? I don't <laughs> – almost said a bad word. Yes, on, on the full max, Tom. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't know. It would at least be a fun young team that you can figure out your next move. And I mean, I'm talking four minutes. Four minutes ago, we didn't know our next move. Think about how long we just went around the horn saying, ah, "Does Dolan leave? Is he the worst donor? Uh, do we do we just be bad for another five years and hope the pat picks get there?" If we have D'Angelo Russell in the building with Julius Randle. I mean, at least we have some fun, skilled basketball players that we can try to build something around. And it's, that's all I want. <laughs> that's all you, I want. The thing is, you need some players who are going to be good for the development of your young players. And yes, Julius Randle is one of those young players. But like, I, I just, I didn't watch a ton of him in New Orleans this past year. I just, I've looked at his stats, I've heard him discussed on other podcasts. And he's just often referred to as a black hole who doesn't, try and play make for his teammates. I don't know how true that is. I'm going to be watching a lot of tape of him, but I just hope that like the next guy that the Knicks sign, maybe it's D'Angelo Russell, like he'll be able to make his teammates better. Cause that's a, obviously a huge priority this next season. We're used to black holes though. Porzingis was mm-hmm. a black hole. Cantor is a black hole. Mellow knocks by the end there. Uh, Julius Randle is somehow only 24 years old. Uh, he averaged 3.1 assists last year. That's more than Porzingis. Um, Probably. No, that, that's a well, good la- well, last year for uh-huh. sure. Um, that yeah. My friend that my friend yeah. my friend that likes the Pelicans said Julius Randle is a rough watch, and I said you didn't watch the Knicks last year. <laughs> Let me tell you what a rough watch is. Um yeah, and I I don't know. And and maybe it's it's just the not knowing. I, I think if we sign D'Angelo Russell, I think Dennis Smith Jr. potentially becomes a trade piece. Um and, but let's let's I, I can't even start dreaming there, boys. We uh we we were we were about five minutes ago now from me slamming my laptop petting my dog and drinking the rest of these four beers. And now we've got something. Um, I, I don't know. It, I, it's it's going to be interesting to see how he pairs with Knox. I think we started dreaming as Knox is a future NBA four. I think Randall's a clear four. So does that give Knox more minutes at the three? Does that move Barrett down to the two? Do they want to see point Barrett? These are all discussions that I think we're going to have to have at a later date, boys. Randall could be a good fit next to Robinson, so yeah, I agree. We'll we'll have to dig into some tape and see what you know what situations make him successful, and we'll have all summer to talk about it. But I think he started hitting threes last year. We may have just one free agency. (laughs) (laughs) Are the Knicks the team to beat for twenty nineteen twenty twenty? Tom, Tom, check that Twitter trend again. See what it says now. Yeah. Knicks Take fans that. laughing at everybody else now. <laughs> Who got the last laugh? Boys, 
it was fun. It was, it was a little emotional, but it was fun. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I We still have a lot of cap space. Do we do something with it? Is it going to be a bunch of small parts? I mean, do we rope a Patrick Beverly in? Um, we we didn't we didn't even really get into that. Although Tom did mention Thaddeus Young, Thad uh, Daddy. Well, we'll see if he's coming to town. Um, we, we just got a power forward. I don't know. So yeah, well, get, get another one, Greg. Oh. Get another one. Who? Uh, I see Alice Jefferson power. coming. You're in on RHJ, huh? For no reason other than he shoots Next, when he shoots ooh, free throw. This, this is how we'll end it. Next free agent to sign with the Knicks around the horn. Greg, RHJ? Yeah, just because he shimmies when he shoots free throws. Dave? Oh, God, I don't even remember who's around now. I'll just say D'Lo because I want it. There he is. Tom? Reggie Bullock. Nice. Oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> that's, that's the answer. Dave's so mad about it. Um couple Lakers greats. There it is. It's on my TV screen right now. Um, all right, boys. Um, I, I think we I think we ran the gamut emotionally, physically, Knicks-wise. Julius Randle joins the Knicks. Um, <laughs> I might title the episode that, and if you finally got to this point, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry that we bait and switched you like that. But um, I, I don't know, an interesting night, an interesting 24, 48 hours coming up. Um, It'll be interesting to see if they how they spend the rest of that cap, whether it's just a bunch of bodies or it's someone that we can look to build a team slash organization with. Uh, for Thomas, Greg, David, wearing his free Oakley shirt. I love that. You know what? Not to go on a Dolan rant, but not a lot of teams have free a favorite old school player because their owner banned them from the building. I'm going to stop drinking. Um Boys, it was a pleasure. Have a good night. Uh, if you've been listening, uh, check out everyone on Twitter at Big Baby David underscore. Yeah, got uh, the other guy. He won't give the underscore up. So the other <laughs> Big Baby David is holding you hostage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. He 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 definitely abandoned his Twitter account a long time ago. Damn, hasn't Daniel. tweeted since like 2013. Great. I looked into it for a while. No, you don't have to follow me on Twitter. At two hats and sweaters, and at at Tom Piccolo, Tom J Piccolo. It's Tom underscore Piccolo, the underscore. Okay, he's holding the other Tom Piccolo's hostage. Thank you guys very much. Let's go next. <laughs> <laughs>